What up? It's your boy Will Smith with Trackstar Sports. I'm your correspondent for your Kansas City Football Chiefs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're back um, coming from the bye week. And we have a game coming up against the New York Giants. Um, so the question is, what have the Chiefs worked on or what are they working on to improve defensively? Because in order for us to um, make a run in the postseason to win the rest of these games, which we have a fairly easy schedule though you don't want to say any nfl game is easy because on any given sunday a bad team can win and just expose weaknesses um within a defense or offense um but right now our real weakness is defensively and rushing the passer um d ford has been out with a back injury and the other side other than um the other side of Justin Houston, we haven't really been getting any kind of push and Justin Houston can't rush the passer all by himself. Now, what that um, what becomes problematic is when you have a a secondary that is weakened. Um, your best player, is, of course, in the secondary is Marcus Peters. Then you have Ron Parker, who's a pretty good safety. But then after that, um, it definitely a step down. Um, Daniel Sorensen is not Eric Berry. He can't do the things that Eric Berry can do. I've already talked in the past about how important and valuable Eric Berry is to this Chiefs team mm-hmm. as far as making plays and being in the right place at the right time. And the other cornerback, uh, we've been struggling, like mixing players in and out. We've had Terrence uh, Mitchell start at right corner. We've had um, Kenneth Acker and Acker has done, you know, somewhat okay. And we have Steven Nelson back. And a lot of time he plays on the slot um, and nickel. And uh, sometimes he may play the right corner. It depends on how, whatever Bob Sutton is doing. But the, the most important thing is when you have a weak secondary or your, your secondary is not as, as good as it normally is because the captain of that defense is missing the best thing to mask that and cover that weakness up is with a strong pass rush um, and not give the quarterback so much time to find receivers because the longer that quarterback has in the pocket or if he can scramble out the the more time that quarterback has um, the harder it is to cover those receivers you can only cover NFL receiver for so long and we've, all, we've also been struggling with um, tight ends lately which Eric Berry would normally cover and shut down like he did Gronkowski in the first um, game of the season. And so we need a pass rush on that right side. We can't just rely on Justin Houston. We we need to get somebody else to step up. And Tom Bahali has come back. He came back for the first time last week. I'm not sure how many plays he was in the game. I think maybe about 10 plays, but it wasn't enough um, to get pressure on Dak Prescott. I mean, there were a lot of times Dak Prescott was sitting in the pocket just chilling, had all day to find somebody open. There was no pressure on him. So that's why they kept coming up with big plays, especially like we would get them in third and long situations in the the perfect situation to get to make them go three and out or to get them off the field. But they kept converting long third downs. And this was due to us having no pass rush. So we've also just um, activated Dottie or Daddy Nicholas, however you pronounce it, uh, from the PUP. He was on there with Holly and Daddy Nicholas is also a, a outside linebacker who can rush the passer. And so hopefully Holly and, and hopefully Nicholas can play Sunday. 
and those can and that way we can kind of rest D forward and get his back right so we can then start getting some type of a pass rush from that other side. We also need, where's Chris Jones? We need Chris Jones to, to step up. He's been missing the past few games and hasn't been making the plays that he normally makes. Um, Allen Bailey is injured. He didn't practice. Albert Wilson didn't practice. Um, there was another player that also did not practice. Let me see. Albert Wilson, uh, Allen Bailey, and defensively, of course, D Ford, yeah. And so... We need those players back. We need all the defensive help we can get because this defense has to get back on track in order for us to make a run in the playoffs and hopefully at least try to get a, a number two seed if we can't get number one. Right now we're in the three spot, could be in the four, but we need to step up defensively in order to win these next few games. So give us a call in. Let me know what you think. Let Track Star Sports know what you think as far as what the Chiefs need to do to step up defensively what what kind of changes can we make uh, this is will smith with track star sports follow us on at debate fuel on facebook y'all have a wonderful day and we look forward to these games on sunday track star sports universe it's aaron simpkins your correspondent for the philadelphia eagles so if you're not aware you should be aware we got a big week right now and the Eagles are coming off of their bye week. And before that, coming off of a 51-23 win over the Broncos. Just just embarrassing them. Then the bye week. And then now, we are a couple days away from Cowboys game. Cowboys game. The, the Eagles-Cowboys game is always a big one. And if you... If you are somebody, I know, I know, I know some Redskins fans, I know some Giants fans, and I know Eagles fans, I know Cowboys fans, and the NFC East is one of those divisions where everybody thinks that each team has a huge rivalry with each other. Well, I'm here to tell you that the biggest rivalry in the NFC East is the Eagles-Cowboys. It's not the Giants-Eagles, it's not the Giants-Cowboys. It's not the Redskins Cowboys. It's the Eagles Cowboys. This is the real rivalry in the in the East. This is the big game coming up. This is the one that everybody gets excited for. This is the one that everybody looks forward to. This is the one where you're going to see Eagles fans go absolutely insane and lose their minds. And it's it's going to be incredible. And it's also going to be incredible. Because the Eagles are going to absolutely destroy the Cowboys. And, of course, I'm speaking now. I'm supposed to be, you know, basically reporting on the team. But I'm also a biased fan, so I can say things like this. Uh, the Eagles are just way better. They're just, a, they're, just, they're just a far better team. And with the the news coming out officially today that that Zeke is going to serve his uh, six game suspension he's not playing and and i mean going into the game the eagles already had the best rush defense in the league so i mean there's nothing to be scared of there there isn't now the only thing to be scared of if 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 we it, I'm just going to throw this out there just as as something just to uh, make you guys feel good that I'm not like completely, you know, thinking the Cowboys aren't anything, which I don't think they're really much. But uh, the only thing that you could say is 
with a rivalry game, both teams come to play no matter how bad or good they are that season, which I believe that's true. But the Eagles are just so much better that I th- I would not be surprised if it's close. If it's uh if it's going to, you know, if it's close in the first couple quarters, maybe maybe the first three quarters, whatever, but it's not going to be close at the end. Trust me, I've predicted a few different scores uh, this year and have come within a couple points of those scores. So I'm not saying completely, <laughs> not saying you got to go, you know, bet your house on what I say about the game, but I'm just, I'm just saying, you know, I got a little bit of a track record going here. So, but at least I'm humble about it, right? So the uh, Eagles coming in. Now, yes, we all know, you know, we're missing Jason Peters, missing Jordan Hicks, but we've added Jason Ajayi, which he looked incredible, 50-something yard run in the Broncos game for a touchdown. Uh, I mean, the Broncos are terrible, but uh, but he had something, he's just a better runner than the other guys in the Eagles uh, Blunt, I think is is good. I, I think I believe Blunt is a good running back, but he's just different than Ajayi. They have different games. Uh, Ajayi is an upgrade. Uh, still have healthy receivers, um, healthy tight ends. Zach Ertz should be playing in this game. He didn't play against the Broncos, um, but even with him out, they didn't miss him. So um, Wentz is good. He's healthy. Just look forward to this game, guys. Cowboys Eagles. 8:30 prime time Sunday night. It's it's gonna be it's gonna be a game. Uh, it's gonna be an exciting game if you're an Eagles fan. If you're a Cowboys fan, I uh, you may just want to watch the first quarter and shut it off. I'm just saying it's 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 not gonna be pretty. And I'll eat my words if I'm completely wrong, but I'm not gonna be. So <laughs> there we go. Aaron Simpkins, I'm out. What's good, everybody? It's your man, The Voice, Trackstar Sports, Denver Broncos correspondent, bringing you the Mile High Salute. It's been a rough year for my Broncos. Broncos country has been sad, y'all. It's been sad. Everything looked good going into the bye. We were three for one. And... All we needed to do was win about two of the road games and we'd be in the hunt for the AFC West. <sighs> Even last week, coaches were saying, hey, we're only halfway through the season. We still have a chance. Now, granted, we're only a game away from being halfway over the season. But, yeah, things are just not looking good. Ever since we came back from the bye, we haven't been able to win a game. And it's been a different part of the team generally every week that's bringing about the the demise of the team. For so long it had been the offense just couldn't score a touchdown. We're still having trouble in the red zone. Uh, you know, then you got the defense not doing what they need to do, giving up all kinds of points. And that happened again this uh, week. But it wasn't the defense's fault, per se, that all the points got scored uh, like they did in that game against the Eagles. No. This time, it was the special teams. 
Special teams alone gave up 24 points. 24 points. That's enough points to win a game in and of itself. And they give up that much to special teams alone last week. That's three more points than the Chargers scored on us in our second game against L.A. this year when they gave us a goose egg. That's ridiculous. Now, Coach Joseph has said, hey, you know, Brock, he's a, he's a good coach. He's a good young coach. He, you know, he's going to be great. I don't know about that. I really don't. To me, with all the issues the special teams have been having, Brock Olivo has got to go. Someone else has got to go. Is Isaiah McKenzie at least go away from the special teams? This man has fumbled upon, on average, every other game. He's had five fumbles this year. Five. And we've only played, what, nine games? So that, yeah, like I said, every other game plus one. Come on. It's ridiculous. Now, Elway said earlier this week in an interview that we need to get two out of three of the, the teams to win. So you got to have the offense and or the defense and or the special teams playing at high levels and clicking on all cylinders to win. We need a team effort. And on the afternoon drive earlier this week, Jamal Charles said it's got to be a 53-man effort. Petco, I'm not going to try to say his first name, but uh, Broncos country, you know who I'm speaking about, said earlier this week that losing brings frustration. That's why we got to get back to the basics. You just have to do your, this is a Christian podcast, so I won't say this word, job. It's guys training, or I should say, it's guys trying to do too much instead of doing their job. If trying to do too much, that's when you find holes in the defense. If you're trying to do too much, and that's been the problem. On the defense, trying to do too much causes problems and opens up holes. On the offense, which had been an issue, the quarterbacks have been trying to do too much and creating opportunities for the other team to win by making silly mistakes and trying to force plays. Elway says not even looking for us to win. He just wants us to be competitive at this point. Have a chance to win in the fourth quarter is the first step to winning. And that's his goal for the team right now. Not everything about the game Sunday night was negative. So let's talk about some of the positives. At halftime, the offensive output was pretty even between my beloved Broncos and the Boston uh, Potlickers. Yeah, that's what we'll call them, the Potlickers. The major difference was the Potlickers got touchdowns where my Broncos got field goals. Again, still having some red zone struggles. However, we were able to punch it in this past week. And that was done by none other than Brock Osweiler. That's right. He was able to throw a touchdown pass while we were in the red zone. 
Hallelujah. Now, I said when he got the starting nod over Trevor Simeon that he and Emmanuel Sanders had a special kind of chemistry, and that chemistry led to five passes being completed to Emmanuel Sanders by Brock Osweiler for nearly half or actually a little over half of his total yardage for the day. Uh, Sanders had 114 yards on those five catches and Brock Osweiler finished the day 18 of 33 for 221 yards and that touchdown that I talked about. Some other positive news because, again, not everything uh, about my beloved Broncos has been negative. Is that the face of the franchise, Von Miller, was nominated for the Art Rooney Award. And this weekend is the Ring of Fame weekend. And the inductee will be the newest Bronco who has been inducted into the Hall of Fame. That's right, number 30, the man who started the Mile High Salute, TD, and I'm not talking about touchdowns, I'm talking about Terrell Davis, yes, being inducted into the Ring of Fame. So, with all this wonderful celebration that's going on, hopefully we can celebrate a win in Mile High, because somebody six has to go that's right not somebody's O has to go but the equally poor Bengals are coming into town that's right they've been just as bad as we have been this week or I should say this year uh, they're also three and six so someone six has to go and what better way than to get back on track against a team who's about as far off track as you are so hopefully we'll be celebrating much more than Terrell Davis's induction into the Broncos Ring of Fame on Sunday. For all the latest from Trackstar Sports, like the Trackstar Sports Facebook page. Follow us on Twitter at DebateFuel and on Instagram at Trackstar Sports. Favorite the anchor fm station which is anchor.fm forward slash trackstar sports join the debate fuel facebook group where we talk about all kinds of sports all day long it goes down also you can listen to the debate fuel podcast on soundcloud just search for trackstars and you should see it it should come up as well as you can search for debate fuel. We also encourage you to subscribe to our podcast on Apple and Google Play. Until next time, it's your man, the voice, Trackstar Sports, Denver Broncos correspondent, bringing you the mile high salute, and I'm sounding off. Hey, what's up, man? This is Arison from the secondary. Uh, you know, just wanted to call in and get my small little take on the Cowboys and Eagles game. Um, I really think the biggest thing that's missing 
uh, for the Cowboys. It's going to ultimately uh, lead to the Eagles' big victory, like you said. Um, this is the absence of Sean Lee. Uh, you know, he's been battling injury ever since he came into the league, and um, injury bug just hit him again. Um, you know, with Jay Ajayi and uh, LeGarrette Blunt back there, um, they're going to be able to establish the run, and that just opens up everything downfield for Alshon Jeffrey and Nelson Aguilar in particular, um, and Zach Ertz, who's been a monster at tight end. So, um, man, looking forward to it. Um, it is definitely a, a great rivalry. Um, but hopefully this, I'll see a good game, but it doesn't look too good for the Cowboys, um, given the Zeke situation and things like that. So, um, we'll see on Sunday night. All right. So hello, good morning. This is Rick Sincere with Trackstar Sports. Um, your NFL correspondent and co-host for the Bayfield along with Derek Myers and, um, DJ Jeremiah. And um, I'm so happy to be joining y'all this morning and talking to y'all this morning um, about the NFL. So basically, um, I just want to kind of highlight the Los Angeles Rams. Um, that's kind of all I want to talk about today. Um, the Rams, they they present a unique challenge for the NFL right now. They're a head coach um, by a very, very young coach, an innovative coach um, who basically had a great vision um, for what he wanted his team to look like um and and they've kind of put together an offensive juggernaut um the likes of which the league hasn't seen in quite some time and so the los angeles rams are dare i say for real um they have weapons and so let's look at uh, just very shortly um how to how to you know possibly hold down or even defend the los angeles rams so first off you have um I want to talk about Ty Gurley. I'll start off with Ty Gurley. Ty Gurley, um, from the running back position, uh, has been phenomenal this year. And the resurgence that he's had um, from year number two to right now has been remarkable. Um, his vision is great. He's a great pass catching back out of the backfield. So he's somebody who can come out of the backfield and, and basically um, just beat your one-on-one match or, or I take advantage of one-on-one matchups with linebackers because of his um, speed and I'm um, in those situations he has great hands so he has great hands and speed um, and his power once um, he caught the once he's caught the ball and he's on the run his power is very evident and it, and it's and it's tough to deal with that right um once he's um, got past the first level he's already in the open field and then him in the open field against your um your cornerbacks and your safeties um, he may win that, he'll win a, that battle most of the time. And so Ty Gurley is his own, you know, weapon, um, out of the backfield for this team. And they haven't had that versatile of a weapon for, for quite some time. And Ty Gurley is that weapon for them. Um, then you can go to the quarterback, Jared Goff in his second year, um, has been, um, man, eye opening, eye popping, amazing. Um, you know, definitely we all left him for dead last, last season. And, and we talk about this consistently. Everybody left him for dead. Nobody thought he would be anything but now he is reading defenses extremely well um while he's reading defenses extremely well he's also um somebody who is has been very accurate he doesn't miss a lot of throws he's been extremely accurate um so he's winning the mental game and he's also winning on the physical game and being a very very accurate um quarterback and he's he's been great right in his second year um then you look at the wide receiver court and i think this is where um the strength of this team becomes so evident because they have so many versatile weapons so 
Um, you have starting off now the big dog right now is Robert Woods. Now I know he's not the big name, he's not the big name marquee guy, but Robert Woods has been the most productive receiver in the last few weeks for the Los Angeles Rams. So Robert Woods um, is somebody who you have to to worry about and defend. He's dare I say the most. Um, he's probably the most complete wide receiver on the team, but everybody else adds to this overall um, very potent wide receiving core. You look at Sammy Watkins on the outside. He's your speed. He's your threat. He's almost a decoy as well. And and when I say decoy, I mean, when you're thinking about who do I defend, who do I put my best cornerback on, you probably think to eliminate Sammy Watkins. Well, fine. Then they'll kill you with Robert Woods, and then he'll kill you with one, one of his favorite weapons, Cooper Cup. And so Cooper Cup is a wide receiver with great hands, and he doesn't always show that. He hasn't been showing that, you know, in, in like recent weeks. He's been dropping some balls. But either way, normally he has great hands, and he's been Jared Goff's most reliable receiver in the first half of the season as he was kind of getting comfortable. And then once you get past Robert Woods, Sammy Watkins, and Cooper Cup, then you have to deal with the gadget specialist, right? Um, in Tavon Austin, how do you then stop? He can um, take jet sweeps. He can be a, a running back and out of backfield, or he can just dominate in the slot. This team presents a very unique challenge, right? And it's something you have to deal with when going up against the Los Angeles Rams. And so, how do you stop the Los Angeles Rams? I don't know if we're going to find out this season. Super Bowl? Maybe. Maybe. I was get what you're saying about uh, the L.A. Rams being a uh, huge contender for a Super Bowl team, but you gotta remember they playing teams like um, they're playing teams like Houston, like them little mediocre teams. Well, they let's see. It's like I get what you're saying. Like they ready, you know, Sammy Watkins, uh, Todd Gurley, Jared Goff, the whole the whole uh, crew, the 31, 31 year old head coach. I get it. Uh, young squad, really good, really talented. I see this team in the future. As a elite, as an elite team, a franchise team, but I want to see them do teams like their own division rival, like Seattle Seahawks. Remember, they still got a quarterback, Russell West, Russell Wilson over there, and you still got Jimmy Graham, and you still got the uh, LOB Legions of Boom. Without Richard Sherman, this team is still, still a team, still a team. Hey, Christopher, how you doing, man? Um, thank you so much, first of all, for listening to Trackstar Sports. Truly appreciate it. Um, I just want to really quickly get into what you get into your comments. I thought your comments were um, well I thought I, I completely understand what you're saying. The Rams have um, taken advantage of a light schedule where they've played um, the likes of San Francisco um, a few times. Um, they've also, um, you know, played against, you know, I mean, just some mediocre teams. And they've, they've been playing against mediocre teams for the past couple of weeks. And they were able to take full advantage of of those mediocre teams and i I will definitely give you that um first off and and they did play seattle in a a head-to-head matchup and lost that matchup um but you have to remember when they did play seattle seattle was at full strength and i know that you mentioned the loss of richard sherman but with the loss of richard sherman Sherman means to that Seattle defense is huge, right? Um, first of all, the Seattle Seahawks haven't been able to really get off track with the running game, so they don't have a running game going into the second half of the season. That's a big deal because they won't be able to kind of control clock. And, um, and yeah, Russell Wilson has been able to be Superman 
uh, being able to put his team on his back and do some incredible things. You know, Doug Baldwin gets hot later on in the year, and that's absolutely true. But that defense is is, is kind of in a in a pickle, not just with Richard Sherman, but um, think about it. Earl Thomas is hurt. Cam Chancellor is not at, at, at full strength. The entire Legion of Boom, right, um, is it, kind of hampered right now. And they'll be, they'll, I think that should kill um, Griffin, right? Um, but for the most part, the Legion of Boom is not what it has been. And it's definitely not that without um, the leadership of a Richard Sherman out there. So I feel like there's a lot of vulnerability. And now I look at it like this. Even if you have a Richard Sherman, Sherman, what you do have is a team um, that has, um, they, they, they just have presence. I mean, the the Seattle defense has been a very scary defense to go against, right? Um, but now, like I said, the Rams have more weapons. They, they'll have more weapons than you have people to defend those weapons. Um, and, and earlier, they weren't all clicking. So, you know, it just wasn't all clicking. But you can see Sammy Watkins coming on as the season progresses, right? You can see Robert Woods kind of finding his groove. And now they're at a different place. Now, when they play again... Then it'll all be, you know, it'll all be told. The story will unfold. Seattle's only one game behind the Rams. No matter how great the Rams have been playing, they're only one game behind them. And so, yeah, of course, we're going to see, um, you know, what they look like. And the Rams have been able to beat bad teams. Absolutely. We'll see what they look like when they battle against the Saints, who's a surprising good team. I don't know who's going to, um, you know, revert back to their old self in that game or whether it'll be just a great game. So I don't know what that's going to look like. But the Rams will play the Saints um, um, coming up shortly here. And and then I guess we'll know a lot about the Rams at that point, And we'll know a lot about the Saints at that point. Um but going up against Seattle, um, I, I just don't see where Seattle's going to have enough in their defense or on the defensive side of the ball to basically take care of um, the weapons that they're going to have to defend going up against um, the Rams. And so I think the Rams take the division. I really do. I think they take the division. Um, and I, I think um, as they are tested, I think they, they, um, I think they get past most of those tests. I'm not going to say they get past unscathed for the rest of the season. That's not the case. I don't believe that. I think they do lose maybe one or two more games in the season. Hopefully one against the Saints. And then I might see maybe another loss for them down the line. Um, but for the most part, I still think they run away with that division as Seattle's defensive uh, woes start to, to really kind of create um, kind of create some holes in that defense that they're not used to seeing or having. Because they rely a lot on man coverage. And, and I think... Um, and I think they're just not going to, I don't know. I don't know what they have that's going to step up for uh, Richard Sherman. That's actually going to um, bring one leadership and his smarts and intelligence and also his man-to-man cover skills um, to the field. So, um, yo, first off, I mean, well, secondly, uh, finally, I guess, thank you for calling. Uh, thank you for calling in. Definitely love that you're listening to the station. Keep rocking with us. I'll keep putting out more stuff, man, and, and, and we can keep, you know, going with the debate. Um, but at the end of the day, man, I think that that division is the Rams to lose. I really believe that. Um, and and with that being said, man, um, I'm out. Talk to you soon. Hey, how you doing? This is Rick Sincere with Trackstar Sports, man. I just want to um, kind of comment on this really quickly. Um, I'm, I'm catching just a, a little bit of um, of the Pittsburgh game, right? And, I, and it, the thought just crossed my mind. How scary could the Pittsburgh Steelers actually be if they um, were able to um, find chemistry on their team and use all the weapons they have at their disposal? So um, if you look at their wide receiver core, 
Um, it, it is phenomenal. You have Antonio Brown, um, Juju Smith-Schuster. Um, and if playing well, or if at least his head's in Pittsburgh, Martavis Bryant. If they could possibly find a way to get Martavis Bryant on track and, and actually buying into the system and his usage and stuff like that, and if he's consistently bought in, Oh my gosh, this team could be something that's remarkable, something you really can't fool with. Because they have Le'Veon Bell coming out of the backfield, um, James Conner backing him up. So, I mean, you do lose something when Le'Veon Bell comes out. But, I mean, it's, I mean, you know, it's not like you're bringing in a complete scrub whenever he steps out of the game. So, you actually have a really good team. Even the fourth wide receiver and Eli Rogers can provide some, um, at least some type of excitement. So, I am looking... You're looking at a team that's really legit. The only issue is Ben. I don't believe that Ben is there as much as he was there before. So I feel like Ben in his mind, um, I think he's ready. to, to I don't know if he's fully ready to retire. But if you're talking about it, as much as he talks about it, he may be on his way out. And, and maybe he's maybe he's tired of brushing up against, um, you know, maybe he's tired of being on the precipice of being at the very top. And maybe he wants to, you know, get over the Patriots mountain right now. Um, but, it, you know, he's had a lot of success in, in the past. He now has a great offense that could be phenomenal if they could possibly get Martavis Bryant on board. Um, and last week, he, he kind of was like, you know, he, he was kind of on board, right? He was somewhat on board. We'll see as the um, season progresses, will he get fully on board? And if he does and he returns back to his um, form um, before the suspension, then we're going to see a really, really dominant um, Pittsburgh team, along with that great playing defense. Their defense is um, they're young. They're ferocious. They really have um, a lot on defense, man. Yo, TJ Watt is nice. He's a beast, bro. He is a beast. Ryan Shazier is somebody you have to pay attention to. Um, their defense is nice. Let by the uh, linebacker core in my book, right? So their defense is really great. Um, it's, it's not the same defense like back in the day with Troy Palomalu, right? It's not that defense. But this defense is really good. And so um, if they could possibly possibly find a way to get everybody on board all bought in and and really um and really i guess engage all their potential or use all their potential then i see the sky being the limit for the pittsburgh steelers Uh, that's just my take on the situation um we'll see how it goes as the season progresses all right this is rickson said with track star sports talk to you guys later bye